All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Jumpstart podcast. Um, our value prop here is to try to give you as much as you can get to help you and your family get the 10 families help per week. We want to put you and your family in a position to win, to have that confidence, to dominate, to feel like you can change the trajectory of the vision of your life. And the life insurance industry is built like that. Family First Life is built like that. And we bring on guests that have the experience and the knowledge of what it takes to do exactly what it is we're hoping you will do. And today I got my man Colin McFarlane on with me, Senior Sales Manager of FFL Lighthouse, um, also a lead producer on his way to his Hall of Fame year, clearly. And uh, <laughs> I'm thoroughly happy to have you on here, Colin. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, sir. We're excited to have you. Um, you're doing some amazing things. We want to get into those and some of the consistencies that you've chosen to kind of give yourself an mm-hmm. opportunity to win, really part-time mm-hmm. and full-time. Your story is very unique, and I'm excited to hear about it. But for the people that don't know you, Colin, could you give them a little bit of a backdrop of you know who you are, where you're coming from, and how you found Family First Life? That'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, the the short story of it is I used to be in uh, police. I was a police officer for about four years, and then I got into insurance working for State Farm because I just wanted a career change. Um, and then Family First Life came as an answer to prayer. The Lord had called me to go to Bible college, and I uh, just wanted him to open the door for the right way to do that. And um, the at the college I, did, I decided to go to, there was someone that I met that was doing FFL at the time. So I was able to kind of jump on board and use this uh, opportunity to go to class full time and then still sell, um, you know, life insurance in the evening times, the weekends, whenever I could. Got it. Nice. Were you ever in sales before? Uh, I had a year with State Farm in between. That's right. You did sell. Got it. Though. What made you leave the police force? Uh, I just, you know, I did it for about four years, and um, you know, I, there's a lot of politics in it and whatnot is the short of it. I just kind of looked down the line and decided I'd rather do something a little bit different than uh, stick it out another 24 more years. So <laughs> but it was, it was, I don't, re- I don't regret it there. It was a great job. I had a lot of great life experience. I don't regret it at all. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your service. And um, thank you. Well, you're here in the life insurance space. Now state farm, that wasn't quite, uh, quite life insurance. Was it or, or was it on their? Were you selling their life product? Not really. I was. Uh, I got my life license at the pretty much the end of my State Farm career, like the two or three months before I left. I sold a couple State Farm life insurance products like over the phone, but it wasn't anything like this. I mean, this is this is a totally different animal. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. But you're right, man. It, it really is a different animal, um, and I can I can hear it coming out of your voice. But you know, you know those those platforms like a state farm us to say, I mean, commissions just not just not high. I mean, what kind of commissions right. were you doing over there, percentage wise? Uh, so I was working for the agent. So I don't know what like the actual agent gets at State Farm, but I was at 15%, which you know at the at the State Farm is a great job. It taught me a lot, but I didn't even realize that there was an opportunity to make you know 
hundred percent. I didn't even think fifty percent was possible, but let alone a hundred. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, man. And again, it's the industry that sells the the lack of opportunity. I can't believe that the in, there's parts of this industry that thrive themselves on selling the lack of the life insurance industry when the industry is yeah. very abundant. There's much opportunity out there. So right. I'm glad you found your way to the light. Um, <laughs> I didn't, no pun intended. And um, <laughs> so talk so talk to me a little bit about your strategy. I mean, obviously, you, um, you're you doing this full-time now, um, but you, you've been part-time, and you're, you're still a full-time student, correct? Yeah, I start back in a few weeks, um, back on classes. Got it. So walk me through your mindset, how you transition to this monster producer helping 40 families a month. And I know you had a massive month in June helping over 95 families in the month of June. <laughs> so this isn't like we're not talking to a rookie sales guy who doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know how to protect families. So can you walk us through some of that, your mindset around that, your schedule? Yeah, um, you know, it was definitely hard in the beginning for sure. Um, you know, just like any, it would be for anybody. I, You know, I still had to kind of get through the learning the how to deal with objections and rejection and just trying to put the numbers in my favor. Um, but uh, once I found a good process, once I found a good, you know, I, I dedicated myself to spending, you know, X amount of dollars a week in leads. I had dial days carved out, you know, whatever time I could to try to snag some appointments. But um, when I started, I mean, my mindset was just to be relentless. You know, I didn't, I, we bought, we put our last thousand dollars on a credit card limit. That was all we had after going to a sales mm. conference. Um, and I was, uh, just to get some internet leads, you know, and, um, I had a hundred people and I figured, all right, I'm either going to call these people and set appointments and sell some, or I'm going to go personally door knock a hundred of these <laughs> hundred, all hundred of these leads until I close them out so I can stay in business and mm. buy another batch. Um, and that was just kind of the mindset I had, man, to be honest with you. I, just, I was like, I'm going to figure this out somehow. You know, I'll find somebody that needs life insurance on here for sure. No doubt. Now, so it was just kind of a all-out approach. It wasn't, you know, like mm-hmm. a scheduled structure at that time? In the beginning, I was uh, five days a week, so like, you know, because I started last August, so I had like two or three weeks where I was actually able to work five days a week. Uh, when I'm in school, I just kind of, it sounds crazy, but I, I just, it's very sporadic, you know, because I'm, this stuff at the church and there's classes, so I'm just kind of working whenever I can. Uh, now in summertime, though, that's, that's where I've been, you know, obviously the last two months. I just, every day but Sunday, you know, I'm running appointments or, or, um, or whatever. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much, uh, yeah, that's, that's the schedule. Yeah. And you have considered yourself part time you were more of a full-time student is that fair yeah yep uh so nine months of the year i'm i'm part-time because got class monday through friday and then there's church events and ministry stuff so it's i pretty much just run appointments on uh the evening times throughout the week and then if i can do a, a full saturday i'll try to do that too got it now when you're part-time how many families are you helping a month a month or a week a uh, week, I'm doing about 10 a week, part-time. So 10 a week is your part-time schedule. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, lot of people, 
that's a lot of people's wish, hope, and dream for a full-time schedule. So what yeah. I'd like for you to do here, and obviously when you went full-time, June was your first full-time month, correct? Right, yep. You did 95 for him. So what I, need, what I need you to help me with, sir, is break down your approach to this business. Obviously, that's something you're doing that seems simple to you, um, that mm-hmm. you'll probably be able to explain simply, you know, mm-hmm. because some people would love to get to 10 families a week full time, exhausting every right. ounce of hour that they have. And you're mm-hmm. doing that, you know, as you said, pretty much on night. You're saying it so flippantly, too, pretty much on night and Saturdays if I can. <laughs> yeah, so, it's been a blessing, man, for sure. <laughs> amen. Amen. But there's a lot of knowledge in what, in what's, in what you're experiencing. I like right. some of that to come out here. So let's break it down from a psychology, mindset, lead spend, approach to dial, like everything that you're doing. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you have to, you know, one of the things that really changed for me was when I started spending, um, I started with mortgage protection leads back last September, um, started spending about a thousand bucks a week on that. Um, but, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, even on a part-time schedule, I would love to run full-time all throughout the year if I could, you know, I just, I just physically, you know, I'm just out of time between school and stuff, but even on the part-time schedule, it's still a lot of work, you know, I got like that full-time part, I didn't matter how you do it. Uh, you still got to be disciplined and with your time and you have to, you know, I'm typically running appointments pretty late into the evening, typically running behind on stuff and it can be stressful, but um, you know, my mindset going into it is just to follow the system, call the leads, spend a, spend enough time on the phones, uh, fill up the schedule. If I'm not dialing or door or uh, running appointments and I'm trying to door knock leads and close them out or set appointments for later times. But um, you know, a lot of it just, I learned a lot from time too, you know, there's definitely a, a difference in how I sell now versus how I, when I first started, how I sold then structure wise and everything. Okay. Break, break that curve down for people. What are some things you do that you've done to change? Uh, well, I, I got the, I got the privilege to go ride with Gabe Erickson for a day. And obviously Sean's great uplines. I've learned a lot from him, but, uh, one one thing that really helped my business, to be honest with you, was just having structure in the house, you know. So I have just just going in, you know, with like with what I, the first thing I do is I discuss with people what I'm, who I am, why I'm there, what my job is, and I don't move on into the financial inventory until they know, until they actually understand, you know. Um, I don't want them to be confused about who this guy is at their house and what we're doing and you know what what the process is and. So I, I, and then the next step is the financial inventory. Um, and that's where I'm really trying to gather data, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what is, what makes the most sense to help this family? You know, like just trying to figure out, do they have a mortgage? Do they rent? Is, is one of them making all the money uh, versus the other one? You know, just trying to figure out what is the best possible situation that we could put them in. Um, and then just building from that point, I, I build the value and, and, uh, start asking them, them questions, you know, what's going to happen if your husband doesn't come home and financially, what does that look like? Um, and then I'll go and run the carriers, get some quotes, put it all together. And then uh, one thing that helped me a lot too, was I really started expounding on the product before I showed the actual numbers. So that, that was a big thing too. So instead of just like writing down some quotes and saying, Hey, this has, 
living benefits on it and a uh, $200,000 in coverage. Here's the, here's the price. Um, what I started doing was really <laughs> expounding on that, you know, <laughs> so, like terminal illness, for example, I'll start giving them scenarios of that. I'll, I'll spend a good minute or two minutes or whatever, just, just on the terminal illness rider, you know, just explaining how that trying to show them, Hey, here's how this is applicable to you. And then the critical illness, Hey, here's how this is applicable to you. That way, by the time I get to numbers, they've already seen very clearly, you know, wow, this product could, um, you know, has living benefits on it can get us to retirement, uh, retirement age rather, you know, staying covered the whole time. If we don't use it, we get our money back. You know, there's a lot of, lot more value there whenever I took the time to really explain it versus how it was when I started. Love it. So you were learning. Now, what was teaching you? Obviously your experience, but what was making you go the extra mile? I just wanted something uh, more solid sales. You know, I was tired of getting uh, chargebacks. I felt good. I mean, chargebacks are part, part of the business, right? But um, we know that. But, you know, I was trying to limit them as much as I could, you know, as much as I could do myself. Um, and also just trying to figure out when every time I didn't sell a house, I would call my upline um, or, you know, I'd sit and try to figure out and break down the appointment. Okay. Where did I go wrong? Is there something I could have said? Did I speak too much here? Would I, um, you know, come off too strong? I mean, there's just, there's a million different things, but until I ran at least a hundred appointments until I sat with at least a mm. hundred people, it, that was a big thing. Cause it, that first hundred sits, I mean, you really can't, I know it's hard cause you want to make money, but you can't worry about the money and worry about the sales. You just got to get the experience and then you can start to figure out, okay, where, where do I need to work at? That's phenomenal. Um, working through your experience and where your sore spots are are what helped you become what I, I want to say assassin because you're doing it with such pinpoint accuracy and so if you're given more time, your numbers go way up. And if you're doing it on mm-hmm. your part-time, you're, at, you're averaging 40 families a month. So, you know, you're really making a – you're really squeezing the juice out of the orange here when we're talking about the time that you're allotted. And you don't waste it. So even in, you know, this two, three-month summer that you have, you've ramped up quite a bit and said, you know what? Well, I don't want to say what you said. What did you say to yourself? What made you what, what made you ramp up the amount of time you allocated? Because let's be honest, 40 families a month is a very good living. Um, mm-hmm. You're helping a lot of people. You're leading from the front. I mean, what made you say, all right, well, I have more time. I'm going to put in more time. Uh, well, you know, I saw I saw that the, what the numbers were, what they were, 40 families a month, and I'm only working some – Saturday and evening time. So I thought, man, what if I spent double the amount on leads and ran morning six days a week, five, six days a week, you know, as much as I could. Um, and that's all I did. And, and really another thing too is, you know, me and my wife, you know, we started this, we were in a lot of debt and, um, you know, we we're thankfully able to get out of a lot of it, almost all of it. Um, so that, that wow. was another motivation, you know, another motivating thing too is that, you know, just going into the summer, I just really want to put our family in a good position um, for the school year because I know that the numbers are going to go down a little bit, um, you know, come here in a few weeks. Got it. Well, so, yeah. um, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of debt were you guys in? 
a lot of credit card debt. Uh, whenever we got married, you know, my wife, Shelly, she had some debt that she had with her. Um, I had, you know, student loans she has. Um, I had a lot of debt that I had racked up too. We just didn't really have a plan, you know. We just were kind of just living life and <laughs> just saying, "Oh, we'll, we'll figure that out later," you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we were able, we were able last month in June, we were able to pay off a pretty large credit card that we had had a lot of debt consolidated onto, which was just awesome. It was really cool. How's that? How's that feel? You know, to go from having having no plan, kind of just like. Hey, we're young. Life's gonna happen. We're gonna make it happen. We'll figure it out. To now having a much more clearly defined vision for your family. It, honestly, I didn't think it was possible. You know, like I wow, <laughs> it, I didn't. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't realize, you know, that there was an opportunity like this where you could. Because to me, like, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, Mark. This is hard work. It's like you're still like. You got to work hard. You got to put the hours and the time in. Uh, for the amount of money we make, I think that it's pretty easy comparatively. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, Makes for sense. making 40, 40 families a month, if you're doing 40 families a month, I think, like, it's a lot of hard work. But, like, man, most, like, doctors don't even make that. You know what I mean? Right. So, to me, it's like, man, if all I got to do is call some people and go to their house and help them out with life insurance and help them find something that's going to protect their family, I mean, that's a – it makes a lot of sense, you know. Wow, that's that's strong. <laughs> that's real strong. I, I hope people are listening to this and understanding the simplicity of what Colin is saying. Like, it is hard work, but comparatively, it's not. And then when you think about where you were, and Colin, you don't have any kids, right? Not yet. No. Hopefully soon. Not yet. <laughs> But you and your wife married. Yeah. How long you all been married? Uh, just had a year, about a month ago. Just made it a year. A year. Okay. Congratulations. Thank and you. what you were telling each other is, you know, this is kind of our life. This is where we're at. This is what it's going to be. Um, you might have wanted more, but you couldn't seem to. You didn't think it was possible with the words you used. I didn't think it was possible. And now you're here. Not only is it possible, it's life-changing, and it's putting you on a different trajectory, which you go from, you know, we're just kind of going to do what we can do to, wow, <laughs> we can actually do yeah. this? We can sustain this? This is like something that, like, this, I mean, that's just, I want to hear what your wife is saying, like, what does she say? <laughs> she she didn't think, uh, you know, uh, when I first started, it was funny. The, the, the short story is there was a, some paperwork issues and contracting issues. So I was selling policies, and uh, I wasn't even getting paid on it for a few weeks. So her take was like, oh, man, there's no way this is legit. And then all of a sudden, we just started getting hit with, you know, America deposit after America deposit. And it was just, it was hard to believe, honestly. It still is. It still is hard to believe that, you know there's a job that you can do this well in and just help people out. You know, you don't have to go out and work construction all day or anything like that. It's, you just, you go out and help families. So she's all for it. Now. Okay. Yeah. You said you found this through warm market from the Bible college. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So what made you start looking away from State Farm? Well, at the time, I, you know, I wasn't really sure if the Lord really wanted me to go to Bible college just yet. I thought I, the prayer was, you know, if you want me to go, then open the door. I'll, I'll walk right through it. If not, then I'll stay right where I'm at. Um, so I was content at State Farm because I was making more money than I was making as a law enforcement, and I didn't have to go out and, you know, answer calls all day and all that. And so I was content. But for me, it was more so um, – if it was the Lord's will, then I figured he would open the door, which he did. He pointed me right to the, the college that he wanted me to go to and gave me the job to do it. Um, but then when I found out that there was an opportunity where you could, you know, I needed to make or help three families a month to pay our bills. I didn't realize right. that, you know, that's just like one appointment, you know, here, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you, when you first heard about the FFL opportunity, what did you think? Like, did you think it was not real? Did you think it was like, wow, this would be interesting? Or I hope half of the stuff I'm hearing is true. Like, what what was your reaction? Well, I thought it was pretty hard to believe. I thought, well, okay, I, I looked it up. It looked like there's a couple websites. I was like, it looks like it could be, looks like it could be legit. There's a couple people doing it. And then I went to that sales conference. Um, in Jacksonville, which I didn't, you know, I didn't know anybody going into this. I figured, yeah, I'll go to the sales conference and see uh, a little bit more about it. And I saw there, it was a pretty packed room, you know, probably like 50 to 100 people. And so I got back in the car after listening to this all day. I'm thinking, there's no way that all these people are lying about it. You know, <laughs> and then, and I, I listened to a bunch of testimonies of it, and I listened to, you know, and I met Sean and his family, and you know, and I didn't know Sean at the time, but he seemed like a good guy. So I figured. You know, like, I don't think that these that all these people would steer me. Sean wrong, Barnes. You know? <laughs> Sean Barnes. Sean yeah, Barnes. Barnes. Yeah. yeah, got it. Okay. Yep. But yeah, it, then after a while, I just started seeing that. Yeah, this is a this is legit. It it really is as good as people say it is. It's just hard work. You know, that's all it is. You have to be willing to put the work and the time in. And that that seems simple to you. Like that wasn't like is that was. That was probably pretty refreshing, no? Oh yeah, I mean, I and I loved my job when I was a cop, but I mean, I was at one time I was making I think like fifteen or twelve hundred bucks every other week or something, and I remember standing and directing traffic in like the pouring rain and this and that, and you know, I mean, there's much harder jobs out there, you know, so, right. and and I I can't I can't just like I'm one of those people I can't just sit around all day, you know, because I'll feel I'll just feel lazy. You know, I'll feel like, man, I got like I should be doing something. So, like with this job, it's it's like, you know, it's 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 cool how simple that FFL has made it. They've really provided like the perfect formula for anybody to have good success here. You just got to buy leads, either dial door knock or you know just go out and help these people, just get in front of them, and that's it's it's very you know I, I love the format. I love the simplicity and just how widely used it can be. That's fantastic, bro. I mean, I love what you're doing with the platform. I love how it's able to help you, you know, do what you're called to do, this full-time ministry. You know, these are great stories. I mean, but, again, it's because you're taking advantage of it. You're Mm -hmm. taking advantage of the opportunity. You're taking advantage of of what's in front of you, you know, and it's doing tremendous things for you and your family, and and, and everything you're doing is well-deserved. Um. I'm looking forward to, you know, you finishing the year in a Hall of Fame type of status. 
which you are clearly going to do. And um, and uh, looking forward to your continued success, man. Uh, we need you to continue to share this story because there's many people that are making this harder than it should be. <laughs> right. Right. You know? 100%. So if very you give a party, That's what I try to tell people. Yeah, if you could give a parting shot to an agent listening, for them to be successful, uh, for them to start out in 10 families a week, what would it be? Yeah, it's not about talent. That would be the number one thing is that it's not about – this is just not about talent or anything, skill or anything like that. It's just about hard work. If anybody can do this, just like Mark said, it's it's so simple. It, re- it really is so simple, but you just have to be willing to work hard. You just have to be willing to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to invest in the business. I'm going to spend time on the phone um, and just be, you know, when I started, I was relentless about it. I just jumped in and I was determined to close out every one of those leads if I had to um, just to get some experience. And I think that for most successful agents here, uh, their story is very similar, right? They, they typically start and their back gets put up against the wall at some point, and then they have to decide, you got to dig deep and figure out what you're made of. If you're going to keep going or if you're going to let the first uh, sign of adversity kind of knock you out. No doubt about it, brother. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our Jumpstart podcast. This is a great one to listen to, and I appreciate all you're doing out there. Keep making it happen. Uh, Let's keep serving families, everybody. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. My man, God bless. Thank you, everybody. You too.